Hey there. Oh, welcome to For the Culture, a Miami Heat podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Justin Chen, and with me I have um, a special guest. Uh, hi, I'm Justin Ebum, uh, a very diehard Celtics fan, but I will be here to talk about the Heat with Justin Chen. I mean, you don't. Have, you, I mean, we don't have to talk about it. And I know. And I mean, you're you're a Celtics fan, or you're a Nets fan now. I am a Nets fan now. I've been in New York for a minute. I've been converted a little bit, but I'm mostly a KD fan. I will admit, but I do love watching the Nets here. <sighs> Bandwagon. Anyways, um, me and me and Justin were supposed to watch the uh, Miami Heat tonight against the uh, Spurs, but uh, due to uh, both COVID and injuries to the Miami Heat squad. Uh, it was postponed, so now we're back, and we're doing a whole podcast episode. Sorry for the month-long wait. I've been trying to, what's it called, do podcast episodes with special guests, and I was, I was trying to my man Justin for yeah. a whole month now, but, you know. It's been tough. It's been tough just yeah. with COVID, traveling, school. Yeah. We're finally, we're finally here. Uh, we were supposed to be in San Antonio tonight, but because of the postponement, uh, we're, we're here now. We're back. We're back for the podcast episode. But yeah, the game did get postponed, unfortunately. But we will be there for the later date. With the <laughs> to, to, to be determined. To be determined. Uh, it's kind of. I'm, I'm kind of glad that the game got postponed because uh, Bam's not there, Jerry's not there, UD's not there, PJ Tucker's not there, no one's. Kyle Lowry's not there. Um, players that were are my my favorite players and who I kind of wanted to like take pictures with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, whatnot. We're not there, so um, although although I wanted to go see him tonight, um, what's it called? Jimmy Butler's coming back from injury uh, uh, Friday for the Houston game, and so is Kyle Lowry. So whenever the Spurs and the uh, the Spurs and Heat game gets rescheduled, hopefully everyone comes back. So yeah, uh, that game will be a lot better than watching <laughs> the Austin Spurs play against the San Antonio Spurs, of course. <laughs> But yeah, that will be fun when we eventually do get to watch that game. But I guess for now, we can just talk about how the Heat have been doing as of late. Uh, they did play the Wizards last night. How did that game go? Uh, I watched that game, and it was great having Jimmy back. Uh, yeah, t- 26 and 15, 15 to the career high, 15 assists. Mm-hmm. Eight of them to dunk, elite sniper Duncan Robinson. Career high for, wow. Career high for uh, Jimmy. And eight of them was to Duncan Robinson, elite sniper. American sniper. Yeah, didn't Duncan make like seven threes last night? So it was like seven to eight, yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, he was on, he was on, he was on on pace to hit maybe ten threes, but I mean, now he got subbed out earlier or what? Yeah, or and it was because it's because Ty Hero started playing. So. Okay, okay. And, and Ty Hero got t- a season high thirty two. So. Yeah, that's a season high. I'm surprised the way he's been playing. That's a season high. He's been averaging like twenty three and five, right? Uh, I can't believe that's a season high. Actually. The boy wonder's been, oh, yeah, it's his turnaround from his. His second year to his third year. Oh, I mean, can you like can you explain this one thing? Like, why is he the one that's coming off the bench as a six man when he's playing like arguably all star level? Well, it, it's kind of uh, it's a big thing. First, uh, first thing is is what UD OG said. Um, you have to know your role. That's what that's why he cult. That's why he as he culture. culture. That's what we preach. Yeah. Even Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, you have to know your role. That's why Kyle Lowry's not shooting as much because his main role is to pass it out. And uh, find an open man, but Kyle. Or the main thing is for Tyler Hero, he, he's our main offensive scorer. He's arguably our best offensive player. He's our arguably our best scorer. Yeah. But uh, we already have that. We already have that uh, up, up up in front with Jimmy at the, at the, uh, Jimmy Kyle and Bam. Whenever they're all what's it called, all healthy. And yeah. so we need someone off the off the bench, especially with, with Vic out. Uh, we need someone who we just need a 
someone you know he's kind of like the he's kind of like the uh vinnie johnson of back in the day uh of the, of the pistons yeah where if we need a bucket we just go to him i mean thing is um he, he he's he, even though he doesn't start even though he's not a starter he closes out with us though he he's in, he's in there with our fourth quarter squad yeah. pg tugger bam uh, jimmy and kyle um even though he's not like even uh, even though he's not starting um i don't think he uh, i don't think he he even needs to be starting because he, he's, he's already getting starter minutes anyways kind of like a mono ginobili like a jamal crawford Type of thing where like, just a lot better, just yeah, a lot better. yeah, yeah. just so. extremely better. Yeah, <laughs> like I wanted to talk about this as well. Like Kyle Lowry, I've noticed him like taking a step back because of like all these young players rising. Do you think like his role is being played like as it should be, or do you think like he should take more of an offensive role in this off like Miami Heat offense? Well, his role again, um, I think uh, he's mentioned it before, but he, there's so many young players on this squad. Not Jimmy, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, a oldie, but uh, we have Bam. Tyler, all all sub twenty five, uh, Duncan, who's just entering his uh, 25, 26 age, and then we have obviously Gabe and uh, Caleb Martin, all very young. Um, so Kyle's job is right now is to he, he he's kind of a he is what he is a mini version of UD. He's um, he's he's communicating through these young guys. He he's uh, showing them how to do, what to do, and where to be. And then whenever he's on the court, um, his main his main goal isn't to score first; it's to uh, find Jimmy or Bam, as uh, or Tyler, because uh, those those three are our our main scorers. But if, if Connie's score, you know he'll he'll find a way to score yeah. either through you know, contact and making a layup or making a crazy step back three, whatever it need be uh, need be. But his role is to um, what's it called? Be a mentor, be a leader, and also to find open guys. Yeah, be the facilitator. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely took a step back, but he's still facilitating at the, probably the highest level he has in his career. I think he's averaging career high in assists. So Nicks, I'm definitely yeah. like definitely impressed with Kyle Irene in that aspect. But yeah, long like talking about this, like looking at your young players like Max Drews, Gabe Vincent, I'm surprised at the way they've been stepping up. Especially looking back, maybe it was like a few weeks ago against the Magic, they had their career highs. Mm-hmm. Like with everyone now, I'm surprised. 30, 32 and 30. Yeah, they've been stepping up. Like what do you have how have you thought about them uh, throughout the season? Honestly, I'm really proud of how, of how, um, how all of our young guys have been stepping up, especially with all these injuries that's been happening to Jimmy, Bam, Kyle. It, it, it's not even it's not even injuries I'm using; it's just the health uh, protocols. But all of our G League players have been have been all stepping up. It's what UD said. It's what he's what he preaches. Uh, let's go. Stay ready, so you, so you don't get ready. Yeah. And, and that's how Spo works. You know, our uh, if one player com- comes out, another player steps right in his place. And Max Struess. The way he shoots a lot more confidently, especially these past couple of games. As soon as soon as he catches it, he immediately thinks of just shooting immediately. Especially that's confidence. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Each of these guys have the green light to you know shoot it whenever, even if they're not making it. You know, just one that has to drop every occasionally. I think he made a game winner against, I believe the uh, not Magic, but it was a it was a home game against um, I think Pistons. I'm not. Uh, I think it was the Pistons. But uh, it was like tied at 112 to 112, and then Max Drews is in the corner after Game Vincent uh, and kicks it out. He's contesting, he pulls up anyway, makes a uh, he makes a game winner three. It's just all confidence, all practice reps. That's why Spo UD, you know, is encouraging these guys is play your game, you know, run the offense, but play your game. You know, if you see an open shot, take it. So. Then you see like all these young players throughout the league stepping up, like mm. because like these veterans are getting in, like 
st- like sitting out because of COVID. Like, to what extent do you think like COVID has been like a negative to these teams or a positive to the development of these teams? Like, what do you mm. think about that, especially for the Heat with these young players? Huh. I think I mean for sure it is it is a negative, especially as. Um, What's it called? As it draws away, you know, some of the biggest stars, like we see, you know, we saw Luca sometimes being in protocols. Uh, I, I I believe some other players like LeBron or the whole thing with LeBron being yeah, LeCovid, uh, especially the Bulls, that whole like week or two, whenever their the whole thing was out with protocols. Yeah. It is very unfortunate as it is it affects more of the team than the players, but whenever they do get to play. And all the like ten day contract players, and not even that, but also the bench players and G League yeah. players get to step up. It is nice to see because it is their time that's trying for a couple games, and you know, if they if, if they're consistent with it, then you know, it's uh especially for a Heat, it has been great to see Caleb Vincent, Game Martin step up really when they need to. Even if um even if everybody's out, they are they're stepping up, averaging. 20 to 30 points a game, especially Max Drews. These couple games, he's been averaging 25. Yeah. Um, it, it is a negative for our biggest stars and, and how it can affect our team. And sometimes our games get postponed as it did today. But it is a positive for the young players and, uh, and G League players who, who do have a chance to step up for themselves. And even for old veterans like IT, Lance Stevenson, Joe Johnson, get some 10 day contract for a yeah, little right. career resurgence. You got a bucket on the Celtics. That was probably that was yeah, good sh- shooting 100%. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'd say it is a both positive and, and negative thing. Yeah, but the th- like the thing is, if like from my experience, like watching the Nets this year, they they're a top contender in the East. But having to play like against a team like the Magic, that's second to last in the conference, <laughs> and they end up losing that game because KD, Harden, like all their big guys are out. Like Cam Thomas, their G League players are playing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like. Uh, Kind of like with the NBA, like requiring teams to play these games, just like kind of to the detriment of these stronger teams whenever mm-hmm. they have their players out. So that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. But I do understand like the NBA, like having to push out these games with COVID regardless. But it's just sad, like for these teams, like when they're getting injured. Then you see teams like the Suns and the Warriors not getting not, touched yeah. by COVID at all or injury. Uh, even though like the Warriors, like they have Clay coming back, that he's injured, but they're still good regardless. But these teams, like, like it's just about luck and that regard i guess so that's like a thing like it's unlucky and speaking about that like looking at the celtics mm. jt being out now with covid like yeah i don't know how our next few stressful games is going to be but yeah right now we're sitting under 500 for what seems like the first time in a few years even though we still have like some of our great players adding schroeder adding these guys jt jb yeah jt jb i don't know it's been tough as a celtics fan especially watching teams like the heat succeed teams like the Nets <laughs> yeah. succeed the bucks even though they started slow they're now like they're finding their stuff they're yeah. finding their stuff i know it's been tough as a celtics fan watching these teams succeed but um i am hopeful for the future because these guys, these guys are still young i don't want them to be traded even marcus smart you see all the rumors with them <laughs> like they wanted him to be traded i think he plays a really important part in the celtics <laughs> offense but especially on the defensive end uh, i just think maybe i don't think it's a coaching problem but i feel like it's a culture problem mm. like for the celtics you see teams like the heat like being like being more of a brotherhood i, I see like a lot of uh, there's not really like a camaraderie with the celtics anyway when you watch them play like i just haven't been having fun watching them play especially like watching that lakers game against like it was lebron like everyone was healthy but we just like we weren't with the Lakers that entire game. I don't know, even though the Lakers have been trash this entire year, 
like we're just a step behind. I don't know. I guess I have to look forward to next year at this point. But mm. yeah, it's been, it's been tough for the Celtics fan watching the NBA this year. Yeah, I, sure. I was going to ask you because on paper the Celtics, the roster is definitely not like it's definitely like a, a, a like a playoff They're roster. A playoff team, yeah, but we're so, outside of the playoffs right now. Like we're we're in the uh, play-in range yeah. right now. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, um, uh, as you mentioned before, it's not a coaching problem, but uh, you know, it's a Kamari problem. But do you think it's is deeper? Than, uh, do you think do you think coaching has something to do with it, or do you think it's it's overall the players and the chemistry? I feel like it's a chemistry problem. This started a lot during the playoffs last year. Mm. You remember like the Marcus Smart incidents, oh, incidents, yeah. the JB. Like, I don't think these guys have that chemistry on the court or off the court. As much as like other teams do, and I think that has has like comes into play like mm-hmm. in the way that they approach the game, like on and off the court. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's not there compared to other teams. Uh, and then especially with this new coaching change, I thought it would bring the guys together, but I'm not sure what's happening actually with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just seem like out of the loop right now. We just seem lost. Like you see JT like in the clutch. He's right now one of the worst players in the league in the clutch. He's shooting 32%, one of the worst assists to turnover ratios. I don't know. Maybe he just lost his way like in the clutch. He used to be one of the better clutch performers in the league. Mm-hmm. But this performance is definitely taking away from what the Celtics could be. Maybe he has to take a step back. Yeah, I, I think sometimes he does it a little bit too much because he feels like, as you mentioned, this team isn't as good as they're supposed to be. So I feel like so especially especially that first game against the Celtics or against the Knicks, where everyone was on except for JT. Yet, I mean, I, I, as a, as a as a star player and as a shooter, you're supposed to keep on shooting. But I feel like there's a certain point where you have to know when to give the ball up. Yeah, know? yeah, and I don't think he's realized that yet. Especially like with JB being out, he felt like he had to be the one to step up. He had to be the one who has the ball in the clutch. Yeah, I feel like the Celtics have been losing games because of his poor performance in the clutch. Mm-hmm. And it, like this is telling by the stats, and you can see like with the eye test, like this is not the way that we should be playing. Uh, but yeah, I feel like JT, like he either has to take a step back or really work on improving his craft a little bit more, because like he was performing in the clutch like before, like oh, especially yeah. The bubble playoffs like the years before like he's been he's been playing well but this year he just it seemed off i think it might be a chemistry problem but i'm honestly not sure i just i'm hopeful for the future but things have to change for the celtics for sure i think sometimes it also it's not a knock on the coach but it might be what's it called like especially in the clutch situations i think brad stevens was able to drop really good plays for jc whereas watching celtics game this year is more like like just a one on one situation, like whereas I so heavy in the clutch. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Brad Stevens, at least he he runs a lot of off ball screens. Yeah, off ball screens. He loved his motion, especially yeah. out of timeouts. Not even just in the clutch. He loved mm-hmm. running up plays. Like he's one of the better minds in basketball at doing that. I think we're missing that from a coach, like more than anything, mm-hmm. uh, being able to rely on like these play calls, like not just making stuff like. Make yourself up on the fly, like just trying to get a bucket by however means necessary. Mm. Like being able to make the right pass, trusting your guys to make the right shot. JT, I think he's losing some of that trust. That comes into the chemistry thing. Yeah, he's not having that same trust that he had years before with his teammates. <laughs> so maybe like we're missing that from a coach, but we can't. Like it's Ime Udoka. That this is his rookie year as a coach, so yeah. I feel like it's too early to make a change. But things have to change pretty soon if he wants to keep this job. Definitely. I think for sure, I think 
No, another glaring spot is the big man roster because or big man spot because yeah, and his freedom. Uh, and his freedom is. Oh. He, he's a solid backup at best. He's not starting where yeah. uh, Robert Williams is. I love Robert Williams, but he's uh, also really young too. He's young. Uh, and then, like, we have this, like... Isn't Al Horford back with you? Yeah, Al Horford oh, and Robert okay. Williams. I don't think they can share the court together. And they're oh. really... I don't know. It's just a weird dynamic with both of them on the court together. Like, they should be getting minutes, but I feel like, especially with Edith's freedom out there, like, they're all three centers. I don't think they can play power forwards because Al Horford's too slow to keep up with the faster power forwards. Robert Williams, he can't really stretch the floor at all. Yeah. So, like, they, too, like, like, they have their own detriments, but... At this point in time, I think I'd rather have Robert Williams starting. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of them should be either traded or just take a lesser role in the offense. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like with COVID, like we're going to need all these guys anyways. But I'm yeah. saying for the future, like, yeah, I'd like to see Robert Williams stepping up into that starter role, getting the starter minutes consistently, mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, besides the Celtics, though, the Warriors have – I don't know how Steph's having the second MVP like season – Career resurgence somewhere. Even even though he's been doing good these previous seasons, he's like hit another like year. Like the Warriors, this is like a very similar (laughs) roster to last year's like eighth place team, and all of a sudden they're like one of the best Best teams. Yeah, I feel like an underrated aspect of this Warriors team is Andrew Wiggins. He stepped up. He stepped up both on the defensive end and the offensive end. He's like borderline 50-40-90 or Mm -hmm. 50-40-80 at this point, averaging like twenty a game. I feel like his play is what's really making the Warriors click. Draymond has also stepped up. Still averaging a triple single, but it's like <laughs> eights across the board. It's still it's pretty great, solid. It's pretty great solid. defense across the board. He has a great eye for the for the game. And then with Clay coming back, I feel like the Warriors are an indisputed finals contender. The only team that's in their way, in my opinion, is the Phoenix Suns. And I'm surprised with the way the Phoenix Suns have been playing this year. I thought they would take a step back from their what people call a fraudulent finals <laughs> right. appearance. But they're proving they're proving people wrong this year. Especially with their whole like 18 game winning streak. D book is playing D-book. at all time high. Chris Paul is 36, playing like he's 20 still. I don't know. I love both these teams in the West and I'm surprised that the Lakers aren't being talked about alongside these teams. But yeah, with the Warriors again, guys like Jordan Poole, guys like uh Gary Payton the second Gary Payton the second, they're stepping up, especially like with all this COVID stuff, uh, they're stepping up to the plate, like as these young players. And I'm just loving the way the Warriors are playing the game of basketball right now. Yeah, I think what 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 ultimately comes down to or Phoenix versus Golden State would be the bench depth. You know, yeah. uh, bench depth for Phoenix on top on top of my head is campaign. No, Jake has a starter. Campaign. Who else? Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson. Uh, who's their center off the bench? <sighs> Not yet. I don't even know, but know. Frank. I don't, it's not Frank the Whiskey. That's old. I, th- I think it's Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. I think so. I, I don't know if he. I don't know if he got resigned, but for me, for me, Golden State's bench is more. Even though it's not memorable, it's more recognizable. Yeah. You have Gary Payton, Jordan Poole, uh, Kuminga, right? Jonathan Kuminga. Yeah. He. I love the way he, I love his game, but it's it's a shame he's not getting more minutes, mm-hmm. honestly. And then they have guys like. Clay and James Wiseman definitely back. coming back like this year, mm-hmm. way before the playoffs are going to be able to get into playoff shape. And the Warriors just seem like their depth might be like too much for the Suns at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I love why like Wiseman coming back as well. Like that's an underrated piece that they're going to have for the playoffs. Being able to have that height at the center position, not just Draymond playing that small ball five, 
to be able to compete with guys like uh, DeAndre Ayton uh, at the rim, like for these rebounds, that's going to be important for the Warriors. And then Clay with that increased shooting, mm -hmm. uh, he is going to take the starter spot away from Jordan Poole, right? But I feel like he's good. To, I feel like he's going to play more of a Tyler Hero type of role, where even if he's not a starter, he he can be he can be interchanged with Clay and like so in like clutch situations and like the other quarters and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be able to like. Uh, still play like a lot of minutes as Clay is warming up to the NBA pace, mm -hmm. but I feel like Clay will take over that role a little bit. Uh, and then like I feel like their end game starting five will look like Curry, Clay, uh, Wiggins, Draymond. Depending then, on if they want big man against the Suns, they can do Wiseman, and then and then and then maybe pool if they're going small ball. Maybe pool if they're going small ball, but that Warriors team is, is they're dangerous, bro. They're they're dangerous. I think they're the favorite right now to win the ball. Yeah, all these players coming back, and it's it's not even their strongest like roster at this point too. It's, or right, I guess it's kind of a reincarnation of their 2015-2016 roster, yeah. uh, where a bunch of like solid role players like Harrison Barnes, David Lee, Andrew Bogut, all those players just yeah, like they, they have the formula for success. Yeah. Like they don't even need like a big three. Mm -hmm. They had like at that time it, it was a big two, mm -hmm. and then Draymond he was like he, he kind of popped off. I mean. He's an all-star. He averaged like a 10, like <laughs> 12, 8, and 8. He was, like he was an all-star, deservedly so. As other people don't like to say, but he was definitely playing at an all-star level. Some mm -hmm. people will like to call it a big three. But Draymond played his role in that team. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like the way that this team is shaping out to be, especially with Draymond coming back to play the way he did in 2015. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a chance that any other team besides the Suns make it to the finals out of the West. And one last thing I wanted to address was Los Angeles Lakers. This this year, I've I've never seen a team within the past two three years fall so hard from being Lake from being championships at this time or around or a couple months back removed from last year yeah. to being what knocked out, oh knocked out, to being knocked around in the first uh, first round last year yeah. to being under five hundred. It's, yeah, this is the first time in LeBron's career, like this late into the season, he's been under 500 besides his rookie year, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. And it's not even LeBron's fault. Like, over the last few games, he's averaging like a 30-point triple-double. <laughs> but what I want to talk about is Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook and his role in this Lakers team. Because from what I'm watching, it just seems like he's lost on the court defensively, especially. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not even, like, we can talk about, like, his woes on the offensive end, but on defense, like, his rotations have been sloppy. He's just playing bad on-ball defense. He just seems like a liability on the defensive end. And I thought I would expect that more from LeBron, especially with his age, but LeBron is LeBron's been fine. Yeah. Westbrook is just, like, he's not focusing on the defensive end. I don't know. Then AD being injured is not helping them with anything as well. And a career-low percentage three-pointers. Like, I don't know why he's shooting three-pointers. I mean, AD is shooting, like, historically 19%, bad. 19%, something like that. But that's historic from the three-pointers, how bad he is at shooting. And THC's also shooting, like, 20% as yeah, well. Yeah, Taylor Moore, everyone was talking oh, about Taylor Better Moore, than Tucker. Tyler Hero, Better than bro. Tyler Hero. <laughs> This is the same thing with like the old like Kuzma JT. Debate. Oh my! Kuzma Jason. This is I'm oh. getting vibes from that. Like Taylor Horton Tucker is. I thought he would be like better than he was, obviously, but I feel like he's not gonna get like that much better than where he is right now on his life. Mm -hmm. Unless he like gets a change of scenery, 
I don't see it happening in Los Angeles at least. I think a lot of their biggest uh, mistakes was definitely first was letting go of AC. Alex Caruso was huge mistake. Uh, defense, I want to talk about the defensive end as well. They miss the Bulls love AC right now. Oh man, they miss the way the the Bulls structure is really well made. You have your offensive guys in Zach Levine, Demar Derozan. Lots of ball distributing, and then Fooch, and, and, and also being able to stretch the floor as a big man. He's playing like his mid range is so much. He's like a mini Jokic to the Bulls. Like that's important mm-hmm. to have like an All Star caliber like top three guys, and then Lonzo coming back or like backing them up as a facilitator. He's playing like kind of a Kyle Lowry role. In yeah, way, except he's taking a lot of threes. He's like averaging eight three pointers a game, shooting forty two percent, which is like. Top five in the league, actually. Surprising, like, to see where long, how far a lot of guys go. Oh, like, my shoot, goodness. Like, the awful form he got out of the, what was it, Sierra? No, know. it was at Chino Hills. Chino Hills, yeah. Like, terrible form at UCLA. Now he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. He's definitely underrated at this point in his career. And then their and, bench is also solid. Eight, you have AC with coming off the bench. Yeah, but one thing about the Bulls, I'm disappointed in Kobe White. Especially the way he played his first three years, he's just not been at that level. And if he was, I feel like the Bulls would, would be def- over the that would take them over the top of like teams. Because like I feel the like Bucks they're have been nuts. yeah. Because I feel like their bench with AC being a good defensive player, Kobe White. I thought he, I thought he was gonna be like their their offensive spark off the bench. Because yeah, yeah. especially being a good three point shooter. Yeah, and then Ao Desanu, was he from Virginia, right? He was something like that. Yeah, but he he's playing a good role. And then they're missing Patrick Williams, like mm-hmm. their rookie guy, who's going into his second. He got he's out for the year, but the Bulls can make some noise in the playoffs. I'm, I'm kinda, I like the way they they're looking. So far. I, I, they're de- they're definitely going to make it to at least minimum semifinals. We'll see if they get to conference finals. I mean, they have a chance. This is the best the Bulls have looked since, since Jordan. No, 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 since since Jimmy Butler, D Rose. Yeah, nah, Jimmy Butler years. Nah, bro, nah, nah. That was like 20, 20, that was his rookie year. No, no, I mean twenty, I mean twenty fifteen. Okay, actually. Okay. Like even 2015, they were a playoff team, but they're not as good as this. Okay. Bulls. Yeah, for sure. D Rose's Bulls were the last time the Bulls were this good. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for the city of Chicago because they made the right moves at the right time, mm-hmm. especially with the whole uh, Demar Derozan thing. People were doubting that move, but oh, Demar has been. It was a top five signing. That was one of the best signings of this free agency, like this offseason. Both him and Kyle Lowry, top five signings. Even though Kyle Lowry's, he's doing his thing. <sighs> if the Heat were healthy, that that would make all oh. Lowry. Signing looks so much better, but it's just a shame like they're getting hit with COVID, these injuries at yeah. this point in time. But yeah, I really love that Demar Derozan signing. He's playing like a top ten player in the league right now. Like that's no, there's no argument with that, honestly. <laughs> like him and Zach Levine are a devastating duo, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it's uh, this this NBA season has been very strange. We. Both, uh, both the influx of old old heads coming back, as well as new talent just popping up out of nowhere, yeah. such as you know, especially the Miami Heat, like Max Struess, Caleb uh, Martin, Gabe Vincent, uh, especially all across the, especially you know, the the Cavs have been have resurgence. Cavs, I don't even know. They have coming. resurgence like, with the young talent. They're, they're starting three centers, like they're starting <laughs> Lowry, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen at the same time. They're twenty and thirteen right now. Like, what is this? Well, all without Colin Sexton, and once he comes back, I think they're stronger than ever. Yeah, they might. They can honestly make it to the semis if they get into that four or five range, like under the Bulls, Bucks, and Nets. They might have a chance if they're against the Heat. I don't know, but the Heat seem if they if they're healthy, then they take that series at six in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the Cavs have a shot if they're not healthy, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 
It's been yeah. a very weird NBA season so far. Yeah, it's been a very interesting NBA season. Um, again, overall, hopefully the uh, hopefully NBA announces the uh, the new date for the Spurs uh, Heat game. Yeah, soon. Look, it looks like it's uh, if any date that's gonna be played on is most likely gonna be on a Saturday because it's gonna be a back to back to back game with uh, Houston on Friday, potentially Spurs on Saturday and Sacramento on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully they announce it soon. And, uh, but yeah, again, this is, uh, for the culture podcast. I'm, I'm Justin. Uh, this has been Justin Evo. And, uh, <laughs> I appreciate y'all for listening. Thank you.